Welcome, welcome to the D Bronx Podcast, a Denver Broncos podcast for fans by fans. If you want to hear what the experts have to say, you might want to go somewhere else. But if you want to hear the latest news, analysis, and opinions from fellow diehard Bronco fans, you are in the right place. Now, three guys who take Bronco football seriously, but not themselves. Your hosts, Austin, Ian, and Kevin Etheridge. And welcome back to Deep Bronx Podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again. My name is Austin, joined here with Kevin. Great to be here. Hello, guys. Hello, and Ian. All right, how's everybody doing? Oh, well, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It is the Friday before the Broncos' first game. Kicking off the season against the Seattle Seahawks, of course, as we well know. And uh, we got our first taste of football action last night when the Rams took on, I guess you could say they took on the Bills. It was, you know, kind of a shellacking. But but football season is back, and that's what's important. Um, Got to see Vaughn Miller. Still love that guy in his new element. Get two sacks. Um, with the Bills, and it's crazy because he was actually playing another former team in the Rams. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we haven't had a podcast in a couple weeks. We had one. Um, I think it was after the first preseason game, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, yeah, now it's just time we got We're gonna cover a couple things. We're gonna cover kind of the final roster, our thoughts on that. We're gonna talk about the Seahawks game, of course. Russell Wilson's return to Seattle, and then we'll just kind of give our season predictions. Uh, in this episode of of uh, D Bronx podcast, we'll kind of go over what we think the final record for the team is going to look like at the end of the season. So uh, let's start it off with kind of the final the final roster. Of course, we have our final roster set. Uh, we had a couple surprises. Uh, most of it was pretty pretty expected. I would say most of it. I know one of the things that we were talking about in the last podcast was kind of what we thought might shake out with the receiver position and stuff, um, but. Let me just ask you guys right right off the top, Ian. We'll start with you. Um, any what any final thoughts or kind of what are your general final thoughts about the roster and any key takeaways from from what ended up being the final roster? I like the final roster. I just yeah, I was kind of surprised the self the Seth Williams one because he mm-hmm. could have really kind of taken on to the role maybe of uh, of of Patrick because you don't, other than Cortland Sutton, we don't got guys over like six foot. No, and, we don't. Yeah. We got, and we got a lot of, we got a lot. The thing is we got a lot of burners and I understand that's what the NFL is trying to trend towards is, you know, and I know with like having Russell Wilson, you know, literally throwing the best deep ball and, and, in football, having burners is good, but Kind of still want those two twin towers on the outside, and then have those two in the middle. If you want, like, if you if you tend to like go for like a four receiver set or something like that. But uh, overall, I was I was good with it because we retained like ninety eight percent of the people on the on the practice squad. The only guy we lost was Seth Williams, so I was actually pretty happy with it. Lost Seth Williams, and of course we traded away Malik Reed. Um, right, yeah. Which was a, a bit surprising. There's a lot of depth there on the outside linebacker position. 
Um, it was kind of sad to see him go, of course. Yeah, because um, I was kind of was like, I was like, man, I, I was like, I hope for him to be successful. But at the same yeah. time, I'm like, is this going to be another Shaq Barrett? Oh, yeah, right, right. Uh, but that, that's the thing with, with Malik Reed is it was going to be, because obviously we drafted Nick Benito, signed Randy Gregory, but Bradley Chubb is there. We're putting all this work into Baron Browning on the outside. I mean, was Malik Reed going to be our fifth guy in the rotation there? Um, yeah, pretty much. I guess kind of would have yeah. been wasted, I think. So I understand it, but it was a little, a little sad to see him go. Uh, Kevin, we'll turn to you. Uh, any any additional thoughts that you have, just generally speaking, yeah, just, of the final fifty? Yeah, general thoughts. I mean, if you look at the offense, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the you know starting group. Uh, it pretty much is re. re, re retain the same offense from last year there's a big notable change that's quarterback of course but very familiar names uh defense also very familiar we haven't really changed up a lot other than randy gregory coming in vermont jones Mm -hmm. we've got a couple you know uh outstanding uh free agents we brought in uh the rookie class seems to have fared quite well i believe most if not all made the team that's a good sign um yeah you know wide receiver group uh you guys touched on it um jalen virgil is a name i think we need to keep in mind and watch to see what this guy's all about uh i think he surprised us all by making the roster uh in reading about him he's one of these guys that just knock people's socks off in in terms of athletic gifts. He is big, he's fast, he's strong. All the measurables are off the charts, which I believe Mm -hmm. is why he's on the roster. So it'll be And he's super fast and big. He's a burner. And big. He's a a great combination. And he made those those big contested catches in the preseason, which really showed showed that he's not just speed. Yep. Yeah, you know. and listen, all the names you guys mentioned. I mean, we were deep at wide receiver. Tyree Cleveland. I had a funny feeling he was going to stick. We thought a lot yeah. of him when we drafted him a few years ago. Um, he was a guy who was underutilized at Florida. Maybe part of it was on him. Uh, I don't know what was getting in the way because the talent was there, and he's mm-hmm. and he's on the roster. So the Broncos see that talent. I feel good about the wide receiver group. We're going to need whether it's Cleveland. Virgil, um, Montreal, Washington. We're going to need one of these guys probably to play a key role for us uh, this year Um, and, um, you know, for us to be successful. So, um, yeah, we'll see. But I I do like the fact that the main takeaway for me is the rookies seem to have fared very well, and that's our future. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, just to add to that, the the receiver position, Jalen Virgil, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about him. I like him a lot. Just the size-speed combination is so desirable in today's NFL. Yep. Uh, Tyree Cleveland, I was a little surprised. I was, I was, I was surprised about that uh, just because, I mean, honestly, he made the team because he's a special teams kind of a monster, guru, whatever you want to call it. I think that was really... Um, kind of him being that special teams ace is a big reason he made the team. Um, Montreal, Washington, obviously probably going to be our return man. I mean, based of all indications have been uh, return man. Um, and so that's just kind of with, with, with those guys making the team, 
it kind of just left that Seth Williams was kind of the odd man out. Well, unfortunately, well, apparently, um, apparently, uh, uh, Washington, like I was reading something or I saw a video, probably both, uh, where Wilson was like, he's like, we watched every wide receiver that was in I the draft. That. Yep. You saw that? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, who Washington. is that guy? Who is, who is that, that guy? guy? I want that guy. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, and, so, and I mean, then great. Peyton drafted him. And then Peyton drafted him. And I, I think it's, I mean, if, if Wilson wants him, you get him. Yeah. Montreal, Washington, I think was always kind of a lock to make the team. Jalen Virgil's a guy who was really good returning kicks in college as well. So, and, and by the way, some it, of that. It just as a point of clarification, I was talking about the rookies making the team. Uh, you know, actually, I should have said the drafted, the draft class, not the free agents. But it looks like our mm-hmm. entire draft cat, draft class, or most of them, uh, made the team. So. Fayon Hicks did not make it. The okay, seventh rounder. There you go. Seventh rounder. He, I, as far as I know, I think he's the only one that did not make it. Was Fayon Hicks? But he's on the practice squad. But he didn't. Yeah, we did get him back on the practice squad. And then Kendall Hinton, Hall of Famer Kendall Hinton, uh, <laughs> didn't make the final. That was a little disappointing. Obviously, we just had a limited number of spots, but he did. We were able to get him back onto the practice squad. And then Brandon Johnson was kind of that last guy, but he's on the IR. IR. Um. Is that what it was yeah, him I, and Greg Dulcich, I think, were Dulcich, yeah. short-term IR. Yeah, Dulcich, because yeah. they don't think he's going to be back until like, probably like week four. Yeah, so short-term IR for both of them. Uh, Eric Tomlinson got cut. Brought him then back. Then brought back. So that was that was a kind of a, a whirlwind of emotion. Um, it was, was it Tomlinson? Who else was it? They got cut and kind of re-signed. The QB, Johnson, right? No, it was, no it was he went practice squad. It was somebody oh, else. Yeah, drawing a blank. Anyways, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, overall, just looking through the roster, the rest of the roster seemed pretty as expected. Um, Ojemudia, unfortunately, another guy, short-term IR for oh, him. Oh, that, that was him. It was Ojemudia and, and Tomlinson. That was it. It was Ojemudia. No, Ojemudia did not get cut because they needed to put him on the IR. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, no, he was one of the guys that was. they were cutting those guys for. Exactly, yeah, you're right. And Dulcich. Um, anyways, not, you know, I think the biggest surprise for me, quote-unquote surprise, was actually uh, Corliss Waitman beating out Sam Martin for the punting position. And the reason, and the biggest reason I say that is just the fact that, you know, we've had Sam Martin, what, two two years? Three years? Two. Can't remember. Two years. Two years. And in those two years, he now holds two of the top three best punting seasons <laughs> in franchise history uh, as far as the net average um, um, for the punts. And so I was kind of surprised. Like, hey, he's pr- kind of proven his job in the regular season. Versus just having a few good kicks in the preseason. Right. Um, so that was kind of like where I was at. I was like, Corliss Waitman, obviously, he's got the hang time. He's got the big leg. I think a lot of people value the left, left-footed left kicker or left-footed punter as well just because it comes in differently um, for the return man. 
Uh, but Martin had proved it in the regular season. You know, you never you never really know how a guy's going to do in the regular season when, when the games actually start to matter. You, so, you're right. Um, the, 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 the punter can lose a game for you. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how many games they can win for you, but but you certainly want a guy who is dependable you can count on. And and we had that with Martin. Uh, you know, uh, Waitman, we'll see. I mean, he, he's one of these guys who's yeah. supremely talented. I mean, he, he his hang time was running close to five seconds compared to, yeah, compared to Martin at like 4.2. I mean, it's off the charts. And by the way, it's a perfect name, right, Waitman, because if you're the return man – you're going to be waiting for this punt. Yeah, it's going to be a while. That's yeah, that's the ideal situation. But you do have to you do have to take into account that net average for a punt includes after the return and everything has happened with that play. And Sam Martin's already proven, hey, <laughs> franchise best so far in his two years. Um, so it's not it's not just in theory. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, yeah. I, listen, as a fan, we, we do have a tendency to look at these on a one-dimensional basis, right? When you're the GM, yeah. you do not have that benefit. I mean, you, you're looking two, three, four, five steps down the road. You know, Martin, what are we going to do with that million dollars we save? Well, we got we got a lot of reasons to save that million dollars, and we're unaware of what their plans are. But just on on Martin's performance alone, yeah, he deserved to be brought back, but I, I suspect that, you know, Waitman, Waitman, it's a funny last name, <laughs> but but it does fit. It does fit for a guy with, you know, great hang time. But, you know, I, I think he impressed during camp, and you're saving money, and that's the NFL, ma- yeah. managing the cap. It's that simple. I think that I think that was the thing. It was the saving money thing because, the la- I mean, literally, you got to think, like, Two point. Well, he was. What was Martin making? Like two point four million dollars. Yeah, a million dollars. You know, to, it was about know, a million dollar difference. From, yeah, to from what you know, I you know, to hold the ball maybe four times, and you don't really want the punter to hold the ball four times in a game. Honestly, like once once you that's the the least that's the guy you don't want to see on the field. When you see that punter, you're like, oh god. <laughs> Here yeah, we go. That's the it's like the worst job in the NFL. It's like, oh, here comes the punter. <laughs> no one was ever happy to see him. <laughs> yeah, nobody's ever happy. So, like, if you could cut as much weight, uh, I mean, because I think any punter, I mean, they should never make a million a million dollars unless you could just pin that at the five yard line every time. But like, it don't bounce. It just yeah, it just, just sticks. sticks. It it's just like the ball. The ball the has Velcro. It's got a <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you're throwing. Got lawn yeah, like you're darts. throwing lawn darts, dude. Like you're throwing lawn darts. Like nobody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want that thing bouncing around. I don't want. Yeah, but I just feel like I liked Sam Martin. I just like I like Colquitt back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. but you know that's the that's the guy that you know, and I feel always feel bad for punters and it like just like McAfee says and stuff like that. You're just like that guy trots out on the field and everybody's like, <laughs> oh god, here he is. Well, listen. If you're if you're if you're a Buffalo if you're a Buffalo Bills Bills fan, you never need to worry about that. Sam Martin didn't even step on the field last night, other than pre-game. You know, probably did some stretching, some light. Well, he stretching. is their holder too. For, oh, okay. For, All right. Oh okay. yeah, he is their holder. Well, yeah, well, he right, didn't yeah. step out on the field for his primary responsibility. No, he did not. Punting the no, ball. He did not. So and we we. we 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 talked. I, I talked to um, Austin about this before we went live here. But um, 
so four out of the last six games, the Bills punter has not played. Their offense is that <laughs> proficient. Is so Sam Martin's got a great gig. He's just getting paid it's the to, perfect to relax. Job. It's the yeah. perfect yeah. job. Yeah, it's one I would vote myself into if I had the opportunity. Oh, yeah, between sure. that and a backup quarterback? Come on. Yeah, dude, a practice squad quarterback. Yeah. Honestly, oh, yeah. might yeah, be the yeah. best hand, job in the Hand world. me a clipboard. I'll take five million. <laughs> hand me a clipboard. I don't know if I don't know if they. I'll take five hundred thousand a year to, to, to look at a clipboard. Yeah. I don't know if they actually use clipboards anymore, but yeah, I I do understand. iPad, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Surface iPad Pro. I'll take that. Sir, I'll hand take that me Microsoft a Surface, Surface Pro. It doesn't sound as good as a clipboard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, okay, so for me, just looking looking over the roster at this point in time, I think middle linebacker probably looks like the weakest position. We like Josie Jewell. Per usual. Jonas Griffith. Griffith will be back, right? Should yeah. be. I'm, I like him, but I'm not completely sold as, as like a full-time Yeah, I agree. Starter. I'm with you. Uh, and then you have Alex Singleton. He, he had a lot of tackles for the Eagles last year, but uh, they let him go. kind of the same thing as Griffith, not necessarily going to be a top tier. Uh, and then Justin Strenad. I don't know. I've just I have not been sold on that guy, personally, um, really at all. So but like like I always uh, say with middle linebackers or just linebackers in general, just because you have a hundred and forty five tackles, lots of times that means you missed coverage and they caught the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like them. the fact that Alex Singleton had a hundred tackles does not necessarily mean that he was a top tier. Oh yeah, linebacker, not at all. Not at all. You know, not at all. If he was a top, but uh, they let him go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just looking over the any 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 other glaring weaknesses that you guys see looking over the looking over the roster. I mean, I always think I always think a cornerback is a glaring weakness on, on any team because I mean, you know, <laughs> we're just you know we're one hamstring away from you know calling Isang Bassi again. And you're like, oh god, oh boy. Well, Isan Bassi's on the team, so oh yeah, he is uh, on the team. Did, we already did that. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I really like. I, you know, it's unfortunate that I actually think our 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 cornerback room is weaker than it was last year going into the season. Obviously, Kyle Fuller ended up being really bad to start the season, but I felt better about having Pat Sertan. Obviously, obviously. we love what he brings. Bryce Callahan ended up having a fairly healthy season and doing very well per per usual. Ronald Darby and then Kawan Williams looked good, but he doesn't. I mean, you know, Bryce Callahan again. The, the problem with Callahan was always the health, and so uh, is Williams too. Williams has had health issues as well, but he's been a good nickel cornerback, but hasn't been quite to the elite tier that Callahan has been. So it's a little bit weaker. Um, than, uh, than I think last year, but Pat Sertan is another year wiser. Uh, so I think he's, I mean, he might be in the conversation of defensive player of the year by the end of the year. Which most um, which I, most people say right now, like somebody was talking, I don't know who was talking, he's like, he's one of the wisest people. They said like, how is this guy now going into his second year? It's like yeah. a, he's like a seasoned vet, but he's 22 years old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would say... Also, looking at the offense, I'd say the tight ends probably. Got some question marks there. there. Hopefully, the rookie, um, the guy who's on 
what short term uh Dulcich when he's back yeah. back to being hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, and Alberto, you know, we just don't know. You know, he's he he's flashed for sure and he's got the speed and he's got the size. Uh and Dude can't, can't block. block. Can't block. Well, listen, <laughs> Dude can't th- th- block. there's a lot of great pass catching he's a tight big ends receiver. That, that 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 can, you know, really help a team win that lack in, yeah. in blocking. Uh the in you know the team's going to have to make up for that deficiency for sure. And Albert O's going to have to prove that he's a great pass catcher. We'll see. Right. Yeah, and then, it and then once balls. again, right tackle, I think, is obviously it's been a problem for. God, that has uh, been a problem issue for like 35 years. 30, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was about to say 30 years. Yeah, it's just, yeah, nobody, just like, it's just a turn, it's just a <laughs> turnstile. Right it's tackle. just a turnstile. It's insane how <laughs> difficult it's been to yeah, find you, the right Can you just find the fattest guy there? I think Billy Turner. <laughs> I think Billy Turney, <laughs> Turner's our guy. He is going to hold that right side down better than we've seen in a long time. That's what I think. It's either going to be I hope so. Like I mean, Compton. I hope you're right. Compton. No, I hope you're right. Uh yeah. Any other any other takes on the uh, roster before we move forward? I, the only position I the only position I really feel good about is punter. Corliss <laughs> Waitman. Yeah, just Waitman. Other than that, I think we're just Waitman lacking. Just Waitman. Yeah. And hey, it actually ended up turning out that Brett Rippin uh, did get did win the second job, the second quarterback job over Josh Johnson. Um, obviously had a great performance in the end of that Bills game. First time in his a, career that he won. He, yeah, he first time cut. making the making the <laughs> making the team out of camp, uh, and then had a had a decent showing against the Vikings. Was it the Vikings last week of the season? So, yep. uh, yeah, the good news is we were able to bring him in as number two, and then we were able to retain Josh Johnson on the practice squad. So really, you didn't lose anything. So uh, very happy for Ripon. And uh, by the way, running back group. I am extremely happy with the running back group. Yeah, it looks strong. I mean, even Mike strong, Boone in that last preseason game, the guy has some real talent. Um, He's got some juice. Man. He does. And I, you know, Javante Williams, we may have the best young running back in the league. Melvin Gordon, the third. A lot of people leave off the third, but he is a third. Um, what a great, what a great guy backing up uh, Javante Williams to have, and uh, and Mike Boone gives us some real depth. So. And I think we're going to run a lot. Yeah, and I did see, I did see, I can't remember who it was, but I saw somebody predicted Javante Williams to to win Offensive Player of the Year. So that would, would be. Would not shock me. That would he, be awesome. He had an amazing <laughs> rookie campaign. Yeah, really did. Especially because he was splitting times, only 200 Lit- carries. Yeah. You know? Literally 50 50. Uh, like, the exact, like, 50, exactly 50. 100. Yeah, and by exactly the way, kudos 50, 50. to Melvin Gordon. The guy put up great numbers last year. Now, w- w- let's not get into the fumbleitis, but oh, we'll uh, that, that. It, but man, he played really well. Uh, we'll get into it when he fumbles this year, and we're like, son of a yeah. I know. Oh yeah, we'll snap. Oh, we'll snap, dude. Oh, we'll snap for sure. <laughs> we'll snap for sure. We'll snap something. Uh, okay, so <laughs> One of moving legs. on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. We got week one. It is week Friday. One. We got a little bit of taste of NFL action yesterday. Uh, Ooh, brutal. Got to see one team get decimated by a stronger team. Brutal. Um, it was brutal. But we have a Monday night game 
and it's Russell Wilson returning to Seattle. You, it's you know, you want to say, oh yeah, for the first time since he left, but it's literally the first game <laughs> since he left. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 an exciting week. It's an exciting time. It's it's the beginning of a new era for us, uh, both at the quarterback position, head coach position, ownership. I mean, just across the board. Really, the only the only thing that's not different is the GM. You know, and it's 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 been uh, quite the off season, and we finally get to see some of that come to fruition now. So really excited. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts in terms of like, how is this going to look as far as Russell Wilson coming to Seattle? Um, what are your expectations for that? What are your expectations for what that's going to end up looking like? Is it going to be something where Russell Wilson just comes in just pissed and just, just destroys them? Is it going to be a little bit closer because they know each other kind of thing. What do you guys think? I definitely have some thoughts, but I will let Ian jump in first. Okay. First off, whoever makes the schedule, kind of a D move. To put, <laughs> the guy hasn't been out of that stadium for eight months, and they bring him right back into it. Like, let him, like, you know, a couple games with the Broncos, like play like the Texans or Jaguars or somebody. You know, just like, just Bam. You're right back, and there's like all this drama. Yeah, because there's yeah. so much drama, especially after that report that came out like two days ago. But that's why it's, it's like, an a. Mm-hmm. That's why it's a marketing <laughs> a move. Oh, I it, know oh, it's great. That's it's why great for viewing, but did. like, it's oh, it's awesome for us, not for him. No, like he, not. yeah, he's like, oh, I was gonna get traded to the Cleveland Browns in 2018. For the first route, for the first overall pick, like, yeah, they got they got some weird Baker stuff Mayfield. that was going on over there. So I think I think he's gonna play it off like, oh, you know, it's it's business as usual. But I think he's gonna walk in there, sort of like how Baker Mayfield's gonna walk into Cleveland. Like, they're pissed. They're pissed. Yeah. I mean, and I can't wait to see how pissed Russell Wilson is. Because now it's like, got a great team around him, a team that supports him, because apparently the team didn't really, well, not his team, but like, you know, front office didn't really support him towards the last like three years of his, of his mega contract deal that he signed a couple years before. But uh, I think he's going to go in there. But here's the thing. What we just watched with the Rams there's going to be some rust to knock off. There's rust is going to be there because they didn't. Of course, rust and adjusting to a whole new offense, whole, whole new, team, new offense. Whole new players, plus, they didn't play new. any of the preseason. So, like you know, we're you know all the Broncos neither of the Rams that worked out well. Yeah, I know. Right. Well, we watched that. <laughs> we watched that ass show. Right. It was about forty-eight <laughs> missed tackles in that game. It's like, what is going on with these guys? But I was like. I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, like, I was like, everybody, like, kind of, you know, put the brakes on it. You know, we're not going to go into Seattle and just blow them out 48 to nothing. I think yeah, it no, could be a so. sort of close game. Like, honestly, like, because uh, usually week one, everybody's, you know, kicking kicking the tires, ki- you know, knocking the rust off and stuff like that. And especially our team where we didn't play any of the starters the entire preseason for the most part, you know, other than Oka and stuff like that. 
So <laughs> who couldn't get out of the game. <laughs> yeah, he was in there in the fourth quarter. Like, what the heck? But um, but yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm really really hyped up for this game. It's awesome. We always it, here's the weird thing. I always feel like we get screwed. We always have to be the last game that plays in the first week. You ever notice that we always get we're always the last game. If there's a Monday night football game, we're the ten ten game. But this time we actually just get one game, but we're still on Monday night. Yeah, uh, I haven't noticed that. But oh yeah, just, just did that happen last year? No, no. Last year was the only time because we didn't have any prime time games. <laughs> you lied to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my fault. I'm a liar. It's for last year. Uh, yeah, I so yeah, of course. I you know, I don't I don't know. I don't know if Russell Wilson is going to come in pissed. I mean, I think it's going to there's going to be some like some level of like wanting to, you know, prove it, you know. I think there is going to be some of that like wanting to prove like hey, you should have wanted to keep me. But I don't know that he's going to come in pissed. I- exactly cuz he had it had a, I mean, a great 10 years, you know, for all intents and purposes, like it was a great 10 years. Um, and I think, I think a lot of it might even have to do with how the, how the fans react. Are they going to boo? Are they going to cheer? Like what kind of reactions are you going to get? You know, I think well, some people were expecting boos. Well, I know like that. Well, I know you guys D- are sick people. Well, I know. Yeah. I, it, it is Seattle it's like, nowadays. It's like, boo, that's like booing Griffey when he comes back to the Mariners. Like, that's sacrilegious. It's sacrilegious, but <laughs> guess what? Griffey chose to leave, and we were different like, circumstances. We were sad. I know different we circumstances, were sad, but we were like, uh, yeah, right, but we it's got like, it, bud. but like, but then he came back and we cheered him, and that was that. That was the right thing to do. Um, Kevin, any any thoughts? So yes, first off, I think the line is interesting. It started out Denver with. the a three-point favorite. Now it's up to six it's and a half. It's moved quite a bit. That's a big number um, for a road team to cover. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised. So the odds makers mm-hmm. know something I don't know. Um, I guess. Um, you know, I tell you the worst case scenario, right? We we, we go back. We we go to Seattle, and we're facing a Geno Smith-led Seahawks. And Geno Smith comes out and he goes like, you know, 27 or out of 40 for 350 yards, three TDs and a pick. And they beat us like 30 to 23. Um, our season's done <laughs> at that point. <laughs> well, not not literally, <laughs> not literally, but yeah. that would be crushing um, if that were to happen. Yeah, but week one is always the week that weir- the weirdest stuff happens. Well, it, like for me, if that's going to happen, it's going to happen this week. Now, here's the other side of it. That's Seattle Seahawks locker room before the game. You don't think that defensive unit for Seattle, you think they don't want to decapitate Wilson when they come out of the locker room? I say they oh, do. Oh, yeah. Greg Williams came out of retirement for this. There's a, they, there's, they are going to want There's some hits. They're going to want to hit Wilson hard. From their perspective, he left Seattle for greener pastures, and they're going to try to teach him a lesson. So we shouldn't underestimate the motivation Seattle's going to feel for this game, nor the fans uh, who may feel betrayed by Wilson 
It's a Monday night game. They have all day and well into the evening to get their groove on, right? It's a loud stadium anyway. I think it's going to be crazy loud, and that's going to help Seattle. Uh, Geno Smith, hey, he's a top-quality backup quarterback, um, but he's not a real starter. But 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 as a good backup, he can still play well for – a game or two, you know, the issue with For the spurts. Yeah, yeah. The issue with the backups is consistency, you know, so, but he's certainly capable. I wouldn't underestimate what, what he can potentially do. And they've got two great receivers. They probably have better receiving core than we do, at least on the outside, at um, least at the top two. Yep. Um, at least at the top two. So I think that, um, you know, I, I think, I think we're going to win the game, but, I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be a very tough game. Seattle's going to want to run the ball. They've got uh, Penny back there. Penny is a tremendous back when healthy. Um, mm-hmm. What I really want to see is um, probably more than anything else is can we get after the passer you know, from the edge? I want to see what our pressure is like. And I also want to see what our pass protection is like. Uh, it, it, it's a first yep. game, but th- those are two critical elements, pass pro. And can we get off the edge with uh, Gregory and Chubb? Uh, we've got you know, a lot invested in these guys, so it'll be fun. The NFL did a great job match, you know, with this matchup. I believe I'm sure they they were hoping Locke was going to be the starter, making it even more of a revenge type game. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it'll be it, add a little more intrigue to it. A li- little more intrigue, yeah. So there we go. Yeah, I mean, I so I. I I think all all good points. Um, here's the thing about Seahawks is everyone's you know in voting them to be potentially one of the worst teams in the league, and ultimately ultimately that might end up being true largely because of their quarterback situation. But I'll be honest with you, it kind of reminds me of of us from last year. <laughs> you know, not just because Drew Locke is also there uh, as the backup. You know, lost the quarterback battle to start the season, eerily similar to what happened with us last year. Um, But like, I mean, they have two good receivers like we had, right? They had great safeties. Like we had, they have, they have Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams out there. Uh, They have good pieces, you know, Rashad Penny, you know, we had, you know, good running backs last year with Williams and Gordon. It's kind of eerie, kind of how similar it was. And of course, uh, Last year, with Teddy Bridgewater in the game, we'll, we'll call Teddy Bridgewater and Geno Smith kind of the this, the the the, quote, the faux equivalents here. I think Teddy Bridgewater's a little bit better than Geno Smith, but just kind of the faux equivalents for this comparison. They they went seven and seven with Teddy Bridgewater last year, so I don't think this is a a, a give me game. You know what I mean? Especially not in Seattle with all the kind of emotion of it and all that, the week one, kind of the, the weird stuff that always happens on week one every year. Um, I don't think this is a gimme game. I don't think they're a pushover uh, roster outside of, you know, thinking obviously that their quarterback situation is not, not that good. So I certainly don't think it's a, it's a, it's a gimme game. I do think we're going to win it, but, but I think a lot of, a lot of Broncos fans going in super overconfident um and again i think especially because it's week one now if this is week six i think i think you have the room to be a lot more confident but week one's just that it's just so many weird things happen weird losses happen i mean think about last year the green bay packers got 
decimated last year Saints. in week one yeah, I remember. by the Saints. You know what I mean? Obviously, it ended up the Green Bay Packers were a fantastic team, uh, almost made it to the Super Bowl. Um, but week one happened. You know, week one is just a weird thing that happens. You know, weird things happen every year in week one. So uh, so I, I think we are going to win, but it's dangerous to go in too, too overly confident. I did just hear Josie Jewell. I was limited in practice this year. We're already too thin at middle linebacker. So that could affect, you know, the run defense with Rashad Penny having, you know, especially a very good finish to the year last year. Um, If Josie Jewell's not in there, our run defense could really suffer um, because our run defense already wasn't very good last year. So um, could really suffer if Josie Jewell's, for whatever reason, not able to play. I think he will because he's limited. Plus, it's a Monday game, so it's a little bit later. Doesn't have to be ready like Sunday morning or anything. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I am predicting us to win this game, uh, which kind of which kind of easily transitions us to the next portion of the podcast, uh, and that's our our predictions. We're yes. Top predictions. We're gonna go. We're gonna go through the schedule here. We're gonna go through what the Broncos schedule is, and we're gonna kind of we're gonna give our picks. Uh, we're gonna give our picks to what we think is gonna happen by the end of the year. Uh, Ian, did you go, did you already give a prediction for the Seahawks game? No, I say we win, but watch just just watch just watch Noah Fant go off. Mm. Oh, That's yeah. what I think. I just think I think Noah Fant's gonna put up some numbers. Yeah, we are... Geno Smith gets injured first quarter. Drew Lock comes in, <laughs> yeah. feeds the ball to Fant. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that Locke can do is he can throw a deep ball, and they got three people that could go deep, deep. Um, I don't think Geno Smith will get injured. I mean, Geno Smith is, a, yeah, he's a capable quarterback. I, you know, like I think when when uh, did he go two and one when uh, Russell? No, he went one down? and two. Was it one and two? Mm-hmm. But he looked he looked capable of being a quarterback. Like like you said, I think. Yeah, that Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback than Geno Smith, especially after that dude broke his jaw when he was the Jets. Then kind of scrambled his brain a little bit, but um, yo, know, just watch, watch out, yeah, you watch out for Noah Fant. I think he could be a, a game changer for them, especially since you know the Broncos are known for not knowing how to cover anything in the middle. Yeah, and also I one other thing I want to look at is 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 Russell Wilson especially in this kind of quote unquote revenge game. Is he going to be willing to take the check down when the deep ball's not there? You know, is or is he going to try and do like obviously he's got that escapability and stuff like that, but he's obviously getting a little bit older. That's not going to last forever. Uh that escapability. Um is he going to is he going to take the short pass when the when the deep ball's not there? Um is he going to want to go for the jugular, so to speak, against the Seahawks and try to force something that's not there? Uh, well, I'm, we'll ho- well I'm, I'm literally hoping that our offensive line is way better than the one that he's had for the last, like, six years. That's why he was so escapable yeah. is because as soon as he snapped the ball, there was four people <laughs> on his face. It, so he, he had he had to run away, and it was like, yeah. No, I I know that I know that, and it is, and I know that he's I we we the assumption is obviously that at least on paper he's got a better offensive line this year, but uh, but it's he just does, a thought, just kind of a thought. That but I'm he does say that about. he does throw the ball better on the run than he does out of the pocket. 
Yeah, well, if he's 33, he's going to have to learn to throw better from the pocket. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Especially with a seven-year contract. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you got to learn how to throw. Sure. The, you got to learn how to do, do the pocket game. You know, you have the Tom Brady, the Drew Brees, the Peyton Manning, the Aaron Rodgers, all these guys playing at top tier at later stages of their career because they can all manipulate the pocket, pocket passers. Yeah, but you got to think Tom Brady and, and Peyton Manning, they could never run. They just knew how to manipulate the pocket. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We've never seen a guy adjust and turn into a pocket passer late in his career and have a, you know, because obviously Russell Wilson talks about, I want to play 10, 15 more years. Are, yeah. Well, are you going to are you gonna be able to, to, to throw from the pocket consistently? Probably, you know? probably, only, um, probably only one is probably-ish Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but even he is more of pocket passer. He just he just goes out on the run when he has to. It's not like a, you know, right, right, something he's trying to do all the time. All right, so I have a win for the Seahawks. Ian, you do as well. Yes, Kevin, sir. Kevin, I know you said I you do. Did. Yep. Okay. All right. So game two is our first home game, and it is against the Houston Texans. Davis Mills and the Houston Texans. Um, what do you guys think? Well, I think <laughs> if we lose that game, we got some real problems. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I agree. That's a W for me. Yeah, yeah, it's a W for me. I mean, like they they gotta contain the rookie Damian Pierce. They gotta contain him. Um, gotta Brandon contain Cooks. and Brandon Cooks. Yeah, because Davis Mills. Yeah, I, I don't sleep on that kid. He put up a pretty good rookie season when he really didn't think he was gonna start. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin, uh, I think Houston is probably a better team than Seattle. Uh, we shall see. Uh, but we have them at home. I think we win, and we start the season two and zero. Agreed. Uh, week three, another home game. Another home game. It's a prime time game against the Forty ers Trey Lance and the Forty ers Kyle Shanahan and the Forty ers Kevin, what do you think? That's our first loss. Okay. Superior coaching, uh, superior team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be, uh, yeah, that, that, I, th- I think we'll play them close, but it'll be a loss. Ian. Superior coaching because we don't know what Hackett has yet because we haven't seen him really coach. Um Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, Kyle Shanahan obviously is a superior coach at this point. Um, Trey Lance, we don't know much about him. If they were to put in Garoppolo, I would probably put it as a a kind of a scratch game that either team could win. But when they're playing Trey Lance that hasn't really played, I'm going to say that the Broncos win that game 3-0. Yeah, I... Uh... We got to remember that the Forty Nine ers were very close, very very close to a Super Bowl appearance last year, uh, with the Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo and whatnot. So yeah, uh, definitely still a good team. I am going to give the edge to the Broncos because it's at home. So I'm going three and one so or three and zero so far as well. Uh, next game is first division game. It's against the Raiders. Um, at the Raiders. So this is actually where I'm going to give the Broncos the first loss is because we're on the road against the Raiders, who I think are a very good team. Uh, obviously, our whole division is very good. Um, 
and I think Josh McDaniels is going to come in with some juice, you know, some 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 fire to beat us. First time head coaching since he left the Broncos. What do you guys think? I think it's a loss. I agree. Uh, Vegas is vastly improved. Uh, Josh McDaniels, I believe, is going to be a much, much better coach than he was 10 years ago. Uh, let's face it, the guy's an offensive genius, um, and he's got a lot of weapons there to work with. Uh, it's a tall order for us to go in there and beat him uh, this early in the season, uh, for sure. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a loss. So I, I have to sit two and two. Ian. Oh, this is where uh, I'm a little bit indifferent on this one. Uh, yeah, they got Adams, so you pit the two Fresno guys back together, Derek Carr, Adams. Um, defense got slightly better, but they draft poorly. Um, This one is like, honestly, this is a kind of a scratch for me. I'm going to go Broncos on this one, but I really want to see what they do against the Chargers in week one to really yeah. just be like, what do they have? Can they play against the Chargers? Because I think the Chargers are going to be a real, a real problem. So I'm going to go Broncos on this one, even though we're in the black hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Broncos. I'm going to still stay 4-0, but I'm not going to go. We're not going 17-0, so I don't, you know, I don't. Don't freak out. <laughs> not not freaking out. Ian's <laughs> little, Ian is worried about being kicked off the podcast. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I get so so. The following week is another road game. No, I'm sorry, it's or not home. a road game. It's, it's at home. We're at home against the Colts. Another primetime game. This is a Thursday night game. Um, so it'll be a short week coming off of the Raiders game. Um. Short week, Thursday night football against the Colts. Go. All right. Uh, we better be able to stop the run with Taylor coming into town. Uh, I, yep. I like the fact that we're playing at home in this one. Uh, it's a nationally televised game. I think we win. Uh, we beat the Colts. Okay. Ian? This is where I got to differ. I think this might be our – this might be a – I wouldn't even say a trap game. This is where you got probably a re-energized Matt Ryan. Got Mm -hmm. new weapons. He's got two running backs with Naeem Himes and obviously Jonathan Taylor. I don't know how you're going to cover both those guys. Um, plus Plus you got Pittman. And you got, oh man. And that defense is brutal. I think... If we were going to lose one of the games out of the first five games, this is the, I say we lose this game. Okay. So I got you uh, on a loss for that one. That's your first loss. Um, for me, this one's real hard for me. This is really a toss-up. Um, really a toss-up because this, just the strengths of the two teams are different. Um, I do think... Uh, because the Broncos have a very good I, – the expectation is that we're probably going to have a very good running attack as well with Javante Williams. True. Melvin Gordon. Uh, our defense looks like it's going to be pretty dang good. I'm going to give yep. the edge to the Broncos because of the quarterback. I think the quarterback is better, uh, whereas, you know, the rest of the roster build is in, in a lot of ways similar. So I'm going to give the edge to the Broncos for those reasons and because it is 
again at home. Um, on the road, I'd probably go the other way. Uh, next week is on the road against the Chargers. Chargers, um, I believe, are a legitimate Super Bowl contender this year. Um, mm-hmm. I think on the road this early in the season, I don't see us stealing this one. I think it's a loss. Okay. All right, you got us at 3-3. Three and three. That last six-game stretch is going to look real daunting when we get there. Uh, at least bad. in your eyes, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go win on this one, and I know I, it looks like I'm just kind of playing favorites here, but uh, because the Chargers uh, road game is a home game. <laughs> that, well, there, there is a degree of truth in that statement. That is for sure. For, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think the Chargers have a better chance of beating us in Denver than even in their own home. So, uh, yeah, I think I think this I think this is probably. The only, the only road divisional game that I have is winning, uh, so I'm gonna say a win for that, and I think the Broncos recognize the importance of starting hot this year. So, Ian, what do you think? I'm gonna go win because the Chargers can't close any game, ever. They can't close the door on the way. They just can't. I mean, I mean, and and as much as I love uh, Herbert, and I think he's he could end up. Ascending to the best quarterback in could, the league could be an MVP candidate. Well, he is an MVP candidate. For oh yeah, I mean the guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. the guy's the guy's ridiculous. But just because he's ridiculous doesn't mean the rest of the team is ridiculous. So I think because they can't yeah. they, they can't close any game out. We saw it last year. We saw it the year before. Um, I think that somehow they blow the lead and we win. So gotcha five and one. Gotcha. I got five and one as well. Three and three for Kevin. Uh, we got to pick up the pace a little bit here just because we're only in week six and Not we are bad. at the 50 minute mark almost here. So, uh, next game is in Denver against the jets. I'm going win. Don't even have to explain it. But put me down as hopefully, a win. Hopefully it's still, hopefully it's still Joe Flacco. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter which quarterback it is. I know. I'm just saying, I just want to beat him. Uh, all you got to do is send Ian, some. You, you doing a win? Oh yeah, hurry! Dude, all, yeah, all you got to do is send some old chick to to Wilson. He's good. Yeah, get get a cougar in there. You're get fine. Get a cougar. You're fine, uh, dude. Next, the following week is on the road against Jacksonville. In London. Yes, in London. That's true. It is in London. So it's a nine o'clock game. Is it? Is it a trap game? No. There's no way it's a no. trap game. Ian has a win for the Broncos. It, Kevin, it, what do you it, think? Even if it is a trap game, we're going to win that one. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Just say that and move on. Uh, at the Titans. That's a loss. We're traveling yeah. back from London. Then we've got, we have to travel to Tennessee. I, I don't like this setup. I think we're going to lose that game. In an early game Sunday, too. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. So you got a declining Ryan Tannehill, no wide receivers because that Traylon Burke guy apparently hasn't emerged as anything. You got Derrick Henry coming off an injury. Poor defense. We win. I I agree. Yeah, I I for the same reasons. I don't think I don't think Tennessee. Their first seed last year. But I don't see them being. They yeah, they they traded away AJ Brown for a guy that can't even like show up like in shape to 
camp. Not super worried about that. I just don't think they're a very good team. Um, How fast that following changed. week is in Denver. Okay, Raiders. Yeah, we come back and we beat the Raiders after losing to them uh, on the road earlier in the season. I think uh, the uh, the fact that now we're in the middle of the schedule, uh, I think this team is going. The Broncos specifically will be playing much better under a new coaching staff. Um, so I think we, we, we beat the Raiders at home. Okay. Ian? I agree with Kevin on that one. I think we sweep the series this year. It's tough to say. I, I mean, it really is kind of tough to say because I just I, yeah. all, all I want to see is that first game to see where the Raiders are actually at. Yeah. I did have us losing this uh, the first game against them, so I do think that being at home we'll be able to get the pull that one out. After you know, split so splitting the series there for me, uh, Panthers in Carolina. Um, that's a W. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree too. I agree too. I think, I mean, Baker Mayfield might be good there. Who knows? Yep, Ian's got a win. I have a win as well. So I have it's real hot to start ten and one. Unfortunately, things are going to change here in the, in the near future. Um, the next week, I have Broncos at Ravens. We never beat this is we never beat Baltimore is, in Baltimore. Yeah, this is my second loss for the Broncos, and I think the trend will continue. That, that that's a that's tough on the road. Yeah, to Carolina, then back East Coast to Baltimore. Um, I think we beat Carolina as I mentioned, but we're going to lose to Baltimore. Yeah, Ian, what do you think? Well, well, technically, you're going from Charlotte to Baltimore, so that's about six hours. But you, except you go home first. You go home. Oh home yeah, home. oh yeah, oh that's right. Yeah, yeah, home game. <laughs> I fault. I'm an idiot. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. We never play the Ravens well um, in Baltimore. Um, plus, you're gonna have Lamar Jackson really trying to get that contract that he just null and void earlier today so i think you're going to get a probably a different version of him might be hard to beat um their running game's not great depending on the injuries but uh yeah i think we're gonna lose that one okay uh next week is against the chiefs at home let me jump in finally we beat the chiefs that's where I'm at too. We're gonna, this we is, are gonna be jacked up. We are gonna come out firing. I don't even think it's gonna be close. We're finally gonna get some revenge on these guys who have owned us since 2015. So yeah. that's a, I, I, I'm gonna put that down as a win. Primetime game as well. Ian, agreed. Ian's Ian's got us going undefeated. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got, two, <laughs> um, I got two losses. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um. I actually have two losses now as well. Uh, <laughs> next week is Arizona Cardinals against the Broncos. All right, listen. Nothing has to be said after my commentary. Uh, we have played the Arizona Cardinals, I believe, 11 times. We've beaten them 10. Lost uh, once. And none of the games are close. We destroyed this, this franchise. We have their number. We have them in Denver. <laughs> we are going to kick their butt. I'm going to be at that game. My brother, who is a huge Cardinals fan, it's not going to be a good day for him 
It never is when the Cardinals play the Broncos. That is a W underlined capitalized W. W. Ian, do you agree? I agree. We only we that's uh, we when we we only set records when we play them. That's right. So yeah, yeah. that's a W. Okay, next week uh, in LA against the Rams. I will jump in here real quick. Uh, I have this as a loss. Um, Defending Super Bowl champions. uh, Of course, they didn't look good yesterday. But, again, week one, I don't think that's going to necessarily be a sign of things to come. And that was against the Bills, um, who were kind of Super Bowl favorites. So I do have us losing this game. They are deep. They have a lot at almost every position. So I agree. I think it's a loss. Ian? Tough, but... Yeah, even though what I saw last night, yeah, I think it's yeah, it could it could be a loss. I think they'll put it together. Yep. Uh going into the last two weeks we have in Kansas City. We lose. We're gonna split with them. We lose that game. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna All right. I don't think I say win. the same thing. I don't think we're gonna I don't think we're gonna sweep the series. I think we're gonna lose in Kansas City. Arrowhead is a hard place to play. Uh, okay, and then the, to finish out the year is the Chargers in Denver. So I think we win that game, A, because we're at home, B, because I don't believe Chargers are going to be playing for anything. Um, I, I suspect the Chargers are going to be battling Kansas City uh, for the uh, division this year. Um, so I'm going to give us the win. and that, that, that So my prediction will be 10-7. and seven. Yes, ten and seven. Ian, what do you think? I think we won that game again because they can't close out games. Okay, Ian says we take the series, take the sweep. Okay, so that means uh, Kevin, you as you said, you have us at ten and seven. Uh, is that playoffs or no? So if we were in any other division, we're probably you know twelve and five. Uh, we're just in a brutal, brutal division. Um, so, so he, here's what we're up against. We have a brand-new coaching staff, and, I mean, every key, uh, you know, sort of coaching hire, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams, head coach, these are all rookies, first time in this position. We're asking a lot for this, this coaching staff to magically transform this team into, you know, Super Bowl contender. I think they will play well this year. They progressively will improve. Uh, but we're not better than Kansas City. I don't believe we're better than the Chargers. And I'm not even sure we're better than the Raiders. We could be, you know, in fourth place in a four-team division uh, and still be 10-7. and seven. Uh, You may see three teams in the AFC West make the playoffs. I think we have a chance at 10 and 7. I think we're going to be playing for something at the end of the year. That's why I think we're going to be charged. We're going to need help elsewhere. So my ultimate prediction is I think we end up 10 and 7. I think we're outside looking in in terms of the playoffs. But we've taken a major step versus the last six years. And we've put ourselves in a position where I think, you know, uh, next year we, we, we seriously take a run at winning the division and potentially moving on towards the Super Bowl. But I think it's going to take a year for us to get our footing, to get the, the new offensive staff, defensive staff, get, you know, to sort of get, just get 
the the new the, the new culture set um, and put us in a position where we can compete in the toughest division in the NFL. It's going to take more than a year. I uh, so I'm in the middle between the three of us. I have us at twelve and five. Um, I am just hard pressed to think that we only improve three games over Vic Fangio, Pat Shermer, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I just think the the improvement's going to be a little bit more marked than that uh, with Russell Wilson, as well as you know Hackett and. Uh, the different additions we've made, obviously, out in an offensive coordinator. I just think uh, I think we're going to be a better team than a three-game improvement, although all your points are definitely valid. This is partially because of how hard the division is. Uh, here's the thing. I, I think Chiefs, they're going to be good, obviously, but their defense is not good, um, really, at all. They, they have the worst defense in the division, I think, as well. Uh, and I think the, the Raiders... Uh, have a really bad back half of their defense. Obviously they got Max Crosby and they have Chandler Jones now, uh, but the ball is going to be out in two seconds anyway, because the def- the defense can't cover <laughs> like their secondary can't cover anybody. So, um, so I think that's going to help kind of negate the effect that those guys have uh, on a game to game basis. Um, so I think I think we have the best or the second best defense. We'll see kind of how the Chargers play out. Thing about the Chargers is they is they is they charger. That's what they do. They charger. And uh, so I I think twelve and five is. I do, I will say I do think that's the ceiling. I don't think I don't think it's much of a chance of us doing better than that. Um. But I yeah I just it's hard hard for me to see them um, only doing two or three game improvement versus what we had last year. Uh, Ian, what do you think? You had us at thirteen and four. Thirteen and four. All right. So you gotta think about this. So like Kansas City, we gotta see Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill was the guy that could blow the top off a of defense. Mm-hmm. So he might not have Sky that. Moore. Well, yeah, Sky Moore, but we haven't seen him yet. Um, yeah, it's true. And then you got you got Scantling that used to be with Green Bay, and then you got you know you got uh, uh, Juju Schuster. Schuster, yeah. So who knows? I mean, Schuster didn't really play too well in the last couple of years or whatever. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm still thinking that if they're at the Bron- I if there's three teams out of the West that go, I think the Raiders are still out. I think the Raiders are still out. I think we're in, okay. and I think I honestly think it's between us and the Chargers. That's kind of where I'm at too. I think it's us. I think it's between us and the Chargers because I think there's gonna be kind of like a regression with with the Chiefs because we haven't seen Patrick Mahomes with any other people. I mean, like obviously Hardman hasn't really panned out to be the second round pick he was. Um, they never use their running game, like ever. And, and their defense just does not. And their look defense, good. they got one guy, dude. They got one guy. Their defense does yeah, not. They look got good. Jones. That's it. That's all they got. They got one guy. And uh, now I don't. I don't think they're going to regress that much. I don't think they're going to regress. But that I much. do think there's going to be a little bit of regression. Yeah, but I, I think we're going to start talking about like 
you know, grounding Mahomes, like, you know, just a little bit, you know, just like, all right, you know, this guy's good. He's really, really good. Insanely good. Insanely good, but he's got new, he's got new, he's got new cat. Well, you know, you can say the same thing for Russell Wilson. He's got new cats too, but yeah. So I mean, I, I think, I think, I think we probably won't win the, the division. I don't think. I mean, I don't. Mm. I know a lot of people think we will, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. No, I don't. I actually have not heard a whole lot of people pick us. I've heard a couple. I think it's, it's, it's literally only like Cal. It's it's, it's Colin Cowherd. He's he's the one guy. Oh yeah, he's predicting us hard. But he also predicted um, that Drew Locke was gonna be that. He was gonna be like the next dude in the league, and I was like, How do well, you have I, a TV I, show? Know, I've disagreed that with that since before <laughs> we drafted him. Um, okay, so with that, so we have Ian at 13 and 4 on the high side, Very uh, high. Kevin at 10 and 7 on the low side, and then me at 12 and 5, kind of in the middle. So we kind of have the, all of the most likely scenarios covered. I, I, uh, I think for me, I think 10 and 7 is more likely than 13 and 4. Well, yeah, Even I mean, though, yeah, if we're not 13 and 4, I mean, the next podcast, I mean, you know, like halfway through the season, if we're like six and five you can just catch me swinging from the rafters <laughs> oh my god hey hold on hold on <laughs> i think at let, one point kevin had us at six and five <laughs> let me yeah i think it's possible but let me just jump in i think we have an incredibly talented roster and obviously we have an all pro caliber quarterback i do think we have the potential to be 13 and five Okay, so hey, listen, I'm not saying that because I'm, I don't want to see Ian swinging from the rafters. Um, but <laughs> it's very I, I really do believe we have that level of talent. Now, what we can't predict is, you know, what's going to unfold over the next 18 weeks. There's only one bye week, right? So 18 weeks. Um, yeah. You know, in terms of injuries, especially key injuries, and we've just had such bad luck over the last several years, losing key guys. Yeah. It, 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 the other thing that sort of tamps down my level of enthusiasm, because if I just look at, you know, our uh, our depth chart, I, I do see us at a, as a 12-13 win team, but I, I, I just can't express or project that much confidence at this point because we just we have so many unknowns in terms of our coaching staff. Um, and all new. they're all new. I, I just don't know how they're going to pull it together. It's a tall order, uh, with, with all these guys, mm. you know, first time in these key positions and, and look, I, 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 I understand why they're hired. I think, I think they're all talented. They have good resumes, but man, it's, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a learning experience for all of them, learning how to work together as a group and mesh and game plan together and all these things. The teams like Kansas City, uh, you know, have had years to work on uh, because they have relative stability with their coaching staff and other teams uh, are in the same situation. So th- th- that yeah, 10 to 7 may sound pessimistic, but that that's why I have it have us at 10 to 7. And at 10, 10 and 7, we're in the playoff hunt. Uh, we have a chance. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think that that's entirely unrealistic, nor do I think it's that negative. You know what I mean? It's just. You know, when I when I look yeah. at the schedule, I think, you know, the, the the portion of time, I think it's if you think about 2012, now that's obviously, that was Peyton Manning, who's an all-timer for sure. 
But yeah, it took some time for them to gel, right? Yeah. It took some time for them to get on the same page. Yeah, they're one and I see and maybe some of the, I see some of that as well. Um, however, the the lucky part of it is the first half of our schedule is the easier part of the schedule. You know, that is true. And Texans, we, we, we have the first eight games, five were at home also. Exactly. And so that's one thing. Like, yeah, we might have some, some gelling issues at first, but we'll still be able to, like, pull those games out. Maybe they're closer than we feel like they should be uh, because it's still taking some time for them to gel, but we're still able to pull it out because it's a weaker half of the schedule. Then we hit our stride, and that's when we start playing some of the more difficult opponents. And so that's why I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah, no, I think just, again, and again, kind of thinking of the difference between Pat Shermer. <laughs> if, if nothing else, getting rid of Pat Shermer should be more than a three-game improvement. <laughs> um, yeah, I get, I get uh, just, PTSD every time I hear that name, Shermer. <laughs> yeah. Going and, from, and going let from me Shermer guess, to literally anyone he else. He hasn't been hired by any other – any other NFL franchise, correct? No, he's probably executed no, he behind the back. <laughs> oh of my God. He's he's probably the one hanging from a rafter. But but by, by, by <laughs> the <laughs> well, he should be. So so let me let me jump Chill. in with a trivia question because I thought about this okay. before the podcast. Uh, we have a, we have a uh, you know first time head coach uh, in the uh, Super Bowl era, and I think we're up to like what fifty five Super Bowls. It could be fifty seven. All right, 57 Super Bowls. Uh, you have, uh, if you multiply that times two, you got 114 teams that have participated in the Super Bowl. Uh, only five rookie head coaches, first time, first time head coaches have led a team to the Super Bowl. Okay. I don't think we're Super Bowl this year. Just so okay. Only five have done it. Hmm. One of them, one of those five rookie head coaches. Was a Denver Broncos head coach? Who is that head coach? Was it Dan Reeves? Nope. No, it wasn't. I know it wasn't Dan Reeves. It also was not Shanahan. No, obviously. He got hired. Kubiak was already a head coach. It was his first year as our head coach, but it wasn't his first year as a head coach. It was not Wade Phillips. No. So it was not even. Or? That's a good question, man. This must have been 80s. No, it's got to be It's got to be Orange Crush era. Mm. What's the answer? So Broncos have been in eight Super Bowls. We've won, yes. we've won three. We've lost five. Three. Um, our very first Super Bowl uh, was uh, 1977 season. Uh, we played the Super Bowl in 78. We lost to the Dallas Cowboys 27 to 10. Oh, that was the, by the that was Cowboys. the Orange Crush era, and our head coach was a gentleman named Red Miller. He oh, was a, oh. he was a rookie head coach and took us to the Super Bowl. Red Miller. Red. Miller. I'll be honestly, that's a name that I forget about. All oh, that goes. Yeah. Th- that's before. And I think about it, and then I'm like, before, oh yeah, Red yeah. Miller. That, that's before you guys like, were born. Yeah. But as true yeah, as yeah. true Broncos fans, you need to know that name, and that's our very first Super Bowl. And of course, much older than you guys, I remember it incredibly well. I graduated from high school in '77, so I was all in, <laughs> yeah. all in on yeah, that. No, team. I. 
I know yeah. the name. I, I, I just, it's certainly not to say yeah, I don't know the, know the name, but it was just yeah. not coming. To, it was, it was not in my mind at this time. That's for sure. And what, what, uh, all right. Well, hey, one other, one other quick one. Uh, kind of interesting. Okay, quick. This is a little easier. Uh, Terrell Davis drafted 1995. Hall of Famer. Helped us win two Super Bowls back to back. What round was he? What round was Seventh. he drafted in? Seventh. No, dude. It was, was no. It was, it was sixth. It was sixth round. No, it was seventh. He was drafted in the sixth round. Oh, yeah, sixth. And as a bonus, what college did he play for? He drafted that Georgia. I don't remember. The Bulldogs, oh, Georgia, the national Georgia, champions. Champ Bailey and. Champ Bailey. I knew it. Georgia. I mean, I just didn't forgot the same what he, time, I, but. I thought it was either six or seven, but I went seven. But I knew it was a. I knew he was a bulldog. Yep. It's because I jumped on seven, and then when I thought about, it, I was like, no, it was a six round. I thought. I thought it was seven. I really. That was, a, that, was, six, that was a pretty good, pretty good six round draft pick. Special teams. Think so? Yeah, not bad. Got him his uh, his opportunity. That's because he was laying people out. On special teams, that's right. He should have, he, yeah, if he didn't make team. as a as a as a running back, he could have been a is a, a, a literally a yeah no he could have been a linebacker. Yeah, that's true. Or he could have put that's on that's true. Well, let's go ahead and close this up, guys. I uh, I've, I've, I'm real excited for this season. I'm real excited for Monday. Oh, I cannot yeah, I'm wait. I'm super excited. I can't wait for Monday night. I cannot yeah, wait. ESPN Monday Night Football five fifteen kickoff. Obviously. For me, eight twenty. I'm in. Us. I'm in the Pacific time zone. You guys, eight <laughs> fifteen. Yeah, we got, we got, we got, a, we got a little party going on over here on Monday night. Six fifteen for those of you who are listening in Denver. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So just so that you're aware, we well, don't want to well, steer well, you wrong hey, here. By the way, I believe you guys we are lucky. Hey, um, Austin, I believe we have some <laughs> listeners uh, from Hawaii. What time would it be for them? Oh, if it was for them, it'd be two fifteen p.m. Okay, just wanted to get. Nice. Yeah, well, 2 you know. 15 p.m. Monday yeah. night. It's pretty impressive football. that you yeah, know yeah. that. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. Yeah, to all of our podcast <laughs> listeners from Hawaii. Aloha. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Mahalo. Uh, awesome. Yeah, so from from Ian, from Kevin, from myself. Thank you so much for listening to the D-Bronx Podcast. Thanks for listening to the D-Bronx Podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, help us out by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts.